Chapter Fifteen of the Mikado Jewel by Fergus Hume. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Reading by Matt Perard. Chapter Fifteen. Pentreddle's story. Squire Colster locked the recovered emerald in his safe and again repeated his orders that Theodore was to say nothing about it. Notwithstanding Patricia's doubts founded upon the different sensations felt by her when holding the stone the master of beckley hall really believed that he possessed the mikado jewel but he could not comprehend why it had been forwarded to him or how the thief had obtained his address or why the thief should think that he wanted it had the squire been less obsessed by the ornament he might have taken patricia's advice with regard to getting rid of it and in this perhaps he would have been supported by theodore who was feeling uncomfortable since granny lee's statement was always in his mind but as it was he said nothing to urge his uncle to take such an extreme course and the squire certainly never suggested that the gem should be sent away so there it lay in the safe with its influence either for good or bad ready to become apparent patricia on her side put the matter of the emerald out of her mind as she did not like to think about occult matters and moreover had to attend to her duties as a housekeeper a visit to morrow's room in the afternoon showed that the girl was up and dressed and apparently quite her old indifferent self she said nothing about the miko dance in which she had figured so patricia did not remind her of it in any way once or twice she asked where akira was but on learning that he had gone sightseeing with basil she appeared to be satisfied the two gentlemen returned in time for dinner tired and rather damp from the moisture of mists they had encountered on the moors akira expressed himself as pleased with the english country although he shivered when he mentioned the absence of the sun yet as basil reminded him japan did not possess a particularly tropical climate the conversation took place when the soup arrived and as usual when any mention was made of the east mara grew a delicate rose pink and fixed her eyes eagerly on the diplomatist akira gave her an indifferent glance and answered the sailor's speech in the north of japan we have very cold weather but it is sufficiently warm in the south but in any case there is nothing depressing in my country such as a foreigner finds in england it is the english climate to a great extent which has made us what we are count observed colpster seriously i can say the same of japan hardy climates make hardy men sir do not think that i don't admire your country for i do but oh these swathing mists and damp fields he shivered smilingly at least we have no earthquakes put in patricia with a nod ah there you have the advantage of us answered akira wiping his mouth but in some places we can keep earthquakes away what do you mean asked theodore scenting something occult yes akira guessed what he vaguely felt there are laws which control earth waves scientific laws said basil quickly you might not call them so said akira quietly but in the east you know we are aware of natural laws which the west has not yet learned well then tell us how to control earthquakes said the squire with a sceptical look on his face curious you should ask me that sir you should ask miss carroll ask me patricia looked amazed 
you held the mikado jewel in your hand said akira coolly theodore colpster and patricia exchanged looks and wondered if the japanese was aware that the gem reposed in the library safe it was impossible of course since he had been absent all day with basil yet it was strange that he should refer to an object which was uppermost in their minds i don't understand said patricia doubtfully i can explain miss carroll had you examined the emerald you would have seen the sign of the earth spirit graven thereon that sign shows that a power to control earth forces lies in the stone oh i can't believe that count yet you felt so you told me the radiating rays which keep back all earth tremors steady them as it were colpster looked up suddenly i thought you knew nothing about the mikado jewel count he said sarcastically i know very little and told you what i did know replied akira quietly but this conversation about climates revived a memory of what one of the kitsuki priests told me the emerald has had certain ceremonies set over it and has been set on the radiating petals of a jade chrysanthemum thus it possesses a repelling power and was kept in the temple to repel earthquakes from shaking the ground upon which the temple stands theodore stole a glance at patricia who looked sceptical if he suggested in a low voice if the power instead of radiating was drawn to the emerald you speak of count what would happen patricia was not quite sure but she fancied that she saw a subtle smile on the bronzed face of her neighbour but it might have been her fancy or the tricky light of the candles glimmering through their rosy-coloured shades however he replied courteously enough in that case mr dane according to occult law about which i confess i know little the earthquake danger instead of being repelled would be drawn to the place where the jewel lay oh we never have earthquakes here said mara with a gay laugh if the mikado jewel were here and the power was reversed as is suggested by mr dane you would soon feel an earthquake or else this mighty cliff at the back of the house would fall and overwhelm the place theodore shivered granny lee had mentioned that she had seen him crushed as flat as a pancake and he wondered if what akira so idly said could really be true it seemed so for should the jewel have the indrawing power and that it assuredly had if patricia was to be believed there was a great chance that mrs lee's prophecy might be fulfilled for was not the fatal gem in the house at this moment yes theodore shivered again as he became more certain of belief the mikado jewel was the it which the sibyl had warned him should never be allowed to enter beckley hall oh it's all rubbish said the squire who not knowing anything about the occult refused to believe what patricia had told him and what akira had so strangely affirmed and even if such is the case which i don't believe the jewel is not here akira laughed and nodded now you can understand why i warned you not to seek for your family emerald again he said i'm afraid i'll never see it said colpster lying with great ease from what theodore thinks it must be now on its way back to japan let us hope so said akira politely as a native of that country and because my religion is shinto i regret very much that the gem should have been stolen 
in the hands of ignorant persons it may well bring about deaths you understand he looked at patricia not at all she confessed and really in her heart she scouted the idea that the emerald should be endowed with such malignant powers please do not talk any more about these horrid things i hate them so do i said basil who was growing restless at the way in which his brother eyed patricia let us change the subject which was accordingly done after dinner the squire went into the drawing-room with his family but scarcely had he seated himself to digest his meal when the butler entered with the whispered information that a man wished to see him particularly who is it sims asked the old man impatiently harry pentreddle sir said sims who was an old retainer and knew as much about members of the family as they did themselves colpster bounded to his feet and theodore who was standing before the fire came hastily forward basil and patricia also looked startled as they knew the suggested connection between pentreddle and the giving of the jewel only akira and mara who were talking quietly in a corner appeared unmoved and continued their conversation i'll go at once said the squire eagerly advancing towards the door let me come too uncle asked theodore following no i shall hear his story if he has any to tell myself and then can repeat it to you stay where you are basil and you patricia i shall see harry alone and he went out hastily while those left behind with the exception of the japanese and mara looked greatly disappointed mr colpster walked quickly into the library and found seated there before the fire a thick-set young man blue-eyed and fair-haired with the unmistakable look of a seaman he rose as the squire entered the room and twisting his cap in his strong brown hands looked bashful in fact he was a trifle nervous of his reception and had every reason to be for mr colpster who had known him from babyhood fell on him tooth and nail so here you are at last harry he said with a frown you have given me a, a lot of trouble to hunt you out what do you mean just tell me that i didn't expect this behaviour from you harry your mother my old servant has been murdered in a most abominable manner and instead of coming to assist me in hunting down the scoundrel who did it you go away and hide are you not ashamed of yourself colpster thundered out the words largely but they did not seem to produce much effect on the young man harry pentreddle stood where he was still twisting his cap and stared at the squire with steady blue eyes this composure seemed to be not quite natural nor did the silence can you not sit down and speak demanded colpster throwing himself into his usual armchair and getting ready to ask questions harry sat down quietly and still continued to stare steadily i am not ashamed of myself sir because i can explain my conduct fully then do so snapped the squire your mother and father were both my servants and you were born at beckley as your parents are dead i have a right to look after you do you think that i need looking after sir asked pentreddle with a faint smile and a glance at his stalwart figure in the near mirror you know what i mean harry i wish to see you married to isa and commanding a ship of your own i intend to help you to get one it is very good of you sir not at all you were born on the estate and now that your future is settled 
suppose you tell me why you didn't come back before if i tell you sir will you promise to keep what i say secret yes that is in a way i may tell my nephew theodore perhaps my other nephew i can't say i don't mind any one in beckley knowing said harry hastily but i do not wish the whole world to know i am not acquainted with the whole world said colpster dryly so there is no chance of what you say being told to the entire inhabitants of this planet are you satisfied quite well then sir i went to amsterdam to wait for a ship which i know is going to japan she is coming from calon and is late how do you mean late she is a tramp steamer and i know her captain she comes to amsterdam to discharge a cargo and then proceeds to japan i can get an engagement as second mate when she arrives she is expected every day i heard from isa that she wished to see me and so i came over but i shall go back in two days as i can't afford to lose the chance of getting to the far east why do you want to go there harry looked down i can't exactly say he observed in a low voice the squire looked at him keenly then leaned forward do you go to japan to punish the priest who murdered your mother the young man dropped his cap and half rose from his chair only to fall into it again he seemed utterly taken by surprise what priest he faltered you heard me said colpster impatiently the one who murdered your mother a priest of the temple of kitsuki how do you know sir pentreddle stared open-mouthed by putting two and two together martha your mother that is sent miss carroll to get the emerald and she could only have got it from you who had as you told theodore just returned from japan by the way do you know all about the death yes said pentreddle stooping to pick up his cap and thus hide his emotion for his lips were trembling i read everything in the papers and i did not come over because i wished to return to japan and to kill the priest who i believe is the assassin are you sure that a priest of kitsuki killed her yes i feel sure and to obtain possession of the emerald yes i am certain that was the motive for the crime you stole the emerald yes said pentreddle boldly i did he laughed softly it is very clever of you to guess unless my poor mother told you she told me nothing snapped the squire with a glare all she did was to ask me for a london holiday she got it and went to her death it was miss carroll you must have read about her in the papers who suggested that possibly you might have passed her the emerald i did although at the time in the fog and darkness i believed it was my mother only when reading about her death did i know that she had been kept at home with a sprained ankle she wait a bit said colpster throwing up his hand you are confusing me i want to hear all from the beginning he paused and seeing that pentreddle looked nervous and was beginning to twist his cap again swiftly made up his mind to a course of action to suggest confidence wait a bit said colpster again and went to the safe when he returned to the table he placed the mikado jewel under the lamp harry rose and bent over it quite speechless with astonishment i thought it was snatched from miss carroll in the park he gasped so it was but someone the thief i presume sent it to me it arrived here without details 
you are sure that it is the jewel he asked quickly yes it's the jewel right enough answered pentreddle returning to his seat but how did the thief know you wanted it i can't say and i am not even aware if the thief sent it all i know is that there lies the luck of the colsters and that i have shown it to you so that you may see i repose confidence in you and in return harry the squire leaned forward and touching the young man's knee i wish to hear all about the theft of the emerald from the kitsuki temple pentreddle thought for a few moments while he looked at the winking green ornament under the lamplight then he glanced at his watch and nodded i must get away soon he said brusquely i am staying at hendel and a friend of mine is waiting on the moor road with a trap it won't take me long to tell you everything sir colpster leaned back and placed the tips of his fingers together i am ready to hear you he said quietly and bending his head harry began his story in a hurry my mother as you know sir nursed your nephews mr basil was always her favourite but she never could abide mr theodore she learned from you sir that you intended to leave the estates to the nephew who got back the emerald which is the family luck yes such was my intention well my mother went on the sailor twirling his cap was determined that mr theodore would never inherit so as she knew that i was going to japan she asked me to steal the emerald you had no right to steal it i would have forbidden martha suggesting such a thing said the squire angrily pentreddle nodded i know for that reason my mother kept the affair a secret i readily agreed to do what she wanted as mr basil has always been kind to me whereas mr theodore he halted oh go on said colpster with a cynical smile i know that mr theodore is not a favourite with any one how can he be sir when he behaves so badly he insulted me and-but that is neither here nor there sir and i have no time to talk of that matter i told my mother that i would get the emerald somehow and when i landed at nagasaki i set about looking for it but in what way well you see sir my mother learned from you all about the giving of the emerald to that shogun chap and then she told me how miss mara in some funny way knew that it was at the temple of kitsuki i went there on the chance and a man who kept a tea-shop told me all about the jewel he said that it had been given to the temple by a mikado i thought it was a shogun the shogun who got it from will adams gave it to the mikado and he presented it to the temple explained colpster go on oh that's it is it sir well he went on twirling his cap i got a sight of the jewel in the temple and stole it but how when it was so carefully guarded i don't think it was guarded over much said pentreddle thoughtfully you see sir the tea-shop man told me that the emerald was under the spell of the earth spirit he called him some queer name i can't remember to keep away earthquakes no japanese would dare to touch the jewel and it lay as i saw on a small altar near the shrine i managed to stop inside the temple after dark and stole it how did you get away said the squire wondering at this daring i'll tell you that another day sir as it is getting late i did manage to get away and stow the jewel on board my ship but i was followed followed by whom japanese 
i suppose they were priests i was nearly knifed at nagasaki and once i was drugged but i had hidden the emerald away and they could not find it when i got to the port of london i thought that i was safe but i soon found that i was dogged there also by whom asked colpster once more japanese said pentreddle again wherever i went i met japanese they swarmed all round me i had written to my mother saying that i would give her the emerald if she came to london she did and wrote asking me to go to the home of art but i knew better than to do that sir i felt certain that if i gave the jewel to my mother she would run a chance of being killed there was one big chap with a scar across his cheek i believe he killed my poor mother what makes you think that harry asked colpster eagerly because i was loafing round the home of art one evening trying to catch a glimpse of my mother and when i saw the beast watching me and the house was the man with the scar a priest he just was said the sailor vigorously a shinto priest i saw him in the temple at kitsugi then i was certain that i was being followed by the priests and wrote and told my mother that i could only give her the emeralds secretly she replied saying that the whole household at the home of art had an appointment to see some play i know all that said the squire impatiently skip that well then sir my mother said that being alone she could leave the house at night without suspicion being aroused she told me to meet her at nine o'clock at the right-hand corner of the bayswater side of the serpentine bridge and to look for a red light but of course as i learned later she was kept in by her sprained foot and sent miss carroll why did you not speak to miss carroll i hadn't a chance said harry simply i guessed that i was being followed by the priest with the scar no by a smaller and slighter built chap he dodged at my heels in the fog so i had just time to shove the box into miss carroll's hand into my mother's hands as i thought and then run off in the hope the little beast would follow me he did didn't he for a time then i fancy his suspicions must have been aroused by the red light and by my stopping for a moment i lost him or he lost me in the fog and then instead of returning to my lodging in pimlico i made for limehouse docks i heard next morning of the death why didn't you then come to the home of art what was the good sir remonstrated pentreddle i should only have been knifed by those japanese and there would have been two murders instead of one no sir i wasn't such a fool as my going to the home of art wouldn't have brought my mother back to life i bunked over to amsterdam and lay low then i read in the papers how miss carroll had been robbed of the gem colpster nodded you should have returned then it was of no use sir said the sailor gloomily i knew that the emerald must have got back into the hands of the priests and that they would return to kitsuki in japan i was certain and i am now that the big man with the scar on his cheek stabbed my mother so i waited for the ship i told you about to go back to japan and kill him then isa wrote me and said if you saw me you could help me but pentreddle looked at the emerald it seems to me that things are more muddled up than ever here is the mikado jewel but where are the priests colpster pinched his nether lip and looked perplexed i can't say by the way theodore met you in london yes sir by chance in pimlico 
why didn't you give him the emerald why harry looked astonished because it was to prevent mr theodore becoming your heir that my mother took all this trouble and so met with her death he rose to his feet i'll go now sir the squire rose also yes unless you prefer to stay here for the night no sir i want to get back to Hendle. i'll come and see you again if you want to hear more i think it will be as well i should like you to repeat this story in the presence of my nephews meanwhile good night and the squire having shaken hands with the sailor sent him away he wished to be alone to think over things and while doing so he put away the mikado jewel in the safe ten minutes later he returned to the drawing-room where is count akira akira was tired and went early to bed said basil i'm off too uncle End of chapter fifteen